Well, if I was to give a title to this talk tonight, it's um, The Divided Life. And I'd like to start off by just reading the beginning of Faith in Mind, which is one of the sutras which we read. The great way is not difficult. Just avoid picking and choosing. Only when you neither long nor loathe does it clearly reveal itself. To see its truth be neither for nor against. Conflicts between liking and disliking are a disease of the mind. Good words. It's translated into everyday life. Um, one of the things you notice about people who've been um, practicing Zen for some time is that they seem to be quite decisive um, in their actions and, and the way they go about their life. And they don't seem to spend a lot of time pondering over decisions. I certainly consider things that need to be done, but they don't seem to um, angst about it a lot. And hence, the great way is not difficult, just avoids picking and choosing. You know, whether I want this or I want that, you know, this or that, or this or that, or this or that, which is the bane of um, a lot of people's lives. And you see a lot of people wasting their life caught up in um, indecision, not making choices, rather than just moving on with whatever they need to do. Um, some very um, uh, really stuck and sad instance, instances of it you see in, in my work and the work that others may do here as well, where you have, say, for example, and I've had many cases like this, say a, a man who's married with children and he really loves his kids, not getting on with his wife so much, forms her another relationship with a, another woman and then uh, that woman wants to marry him, you know, leave his children and his wife and marry and start a new life. And so he's in love with this new partner and he's also in love with his kids and he doesn't want to, doesn't want to lose anything. Whichever way he goes, he doesn't want to lose anything. And it's a dilemma um, that a lot of people find themselves in, not just in that instance, but many different instances in their life. Other examples of it, you know, people who um, want to be in a relationship, like commit to a new relationship, yet they want their freedom. So there's always an ambivalence about, you know, what they're, whether they're committing to their freedom or they're committing to their to the relationship, or between jobs. Or where to live it comes down to very minor things too in life. Um, but where dharmic practice comes into play here, I think, is that um, when you're in when you're in a situation like that, in a dilemma like that, it doesn't matter which way you go, you're going to lose something. So the man who's developed a new relationship with another partner. If he goes with her, then he breaks up the family unit and seeing his kids every day. If he stays with the children and the family, then the new partner gets sick of that because there's no commitment and moves on in some way. And you see people stuck in these dilemmas um, year in, year out. And it's really sad. You know, there's so much suffering all around. The person in the middle of it is not being able to actually... Um, 
move into any kind of commitment in their life to start sort of enjoying their life again. They're just consumed by it. And all the other players in it are affected as well. Mm -hmm. And um, it's as though when people are caught in a trap like that, of their own making, it's as though there's some kind of magical thinking that somehow they'll be, they'll be able to do a Houdini act or something, there'll be a, an escape route out of it or something will happen. Um, but there isn't. And it's like you, you start to lock in to make a decision on something and make a commitment when you realise um, it doesn't matter which way you go, you're going to lose something. Mm -hmm. And why making decisions is so difficult for people is no one wants to lose anything. No one wants to let go of what they've got, so they're trying to hold on to this and trying to hold on to this and not really enjoying any of it at all because they're so divided. <clears throat> so letting go, the capacity to let go, the capacity to lose something, and then the process that follows with that, if you recognise that you've lost something, the willingness to then grieve what you've lost is what makes it easier for people to actually make decisions. The letting go and the grieving. No one wants to experience the pain of losing either the children or the partner. Mm -hmm. and because we don't want to go through the pain of either of those, we keep hovering and never really engaging in our life or being intimate with our life. Um, there's a, a saying I came across recently I think I mentioned it at the session recently. Did you know, um, it would make a great t-shirt um, saying, did you know the famous saying by René Descartes, the European philosopher, I think, therefore I exist? Well, this slogan is, I think, therefore I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. People overthink their decisions all the time, you know, because, um, and they get confused over it more and more and more. And it's not a helpful way through to actually do anything. I think that what comes out of Zen practice or something similar to it, if I had to put words to it, is that um, life is very, very brief. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to waste time, you know, hovering over whether I should do this or do this or do this. Just do it. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of trusting just to throw yourself into circumstances more and see what happens. So not only is it a relationship with the past where we don't want to let go of anything, but it's also a desire to control the future in some kind of way. And when we let go of both of those things, um, we live more freely and decisions come much more easily for us. Another Zen teacher had a famous saying, um, Unmon, the Zen teacher Unmon, above all things do not wobble. <laughs> <laughs> 